On today's episode of Locked on Lightning, the Lightning cap off a fantastic weekend, outscoring their opponents 10-3 on the start of a very long road trip. Lightning go into Boston and Philly, win a tough one in overtime in Boston, and then go on to Philly capping off their weekend and absolutely dominating the Philadelphia Flyers. We'll talk about both games and more on today's episode of Locked on Lightning, but please go ahead, like, and subscribe to this podcast, and follow us wherever podcasts are distributed. So without further ado, let's play that music. I'm your host, Adam Danko. What's up, everybody? Happy Monday. Hope everybody's having a good day thus far. First day of the work week. We're almost winding down. Last couple of weeks of the year. I know everybody's ready for the holiday season and ready for Christmas and to have a couple of weeks off here and there. On today's episode of Locked on Lightning, we will be discussing two games from over the weekend in which the Lightning won in a a very tough game in overtime in Boston. First time seeing that team in a couple of years, as well as the Lightning going back into Philly and just absolutely embarrassing the Flyers. We'll be discussing all of that. But first, please, I'd like to thank all of you for making this show your first listen of the day. And please go ahead and follow us on our social media pages at LO underscore lightning on Twitter, as well as locked on underscore lightning on Instagram. Give me a follow on Twitter at Danky Dank, D-E-N-K-Y-D-A-N-K. And give the show a follow on wherever podcasts are distributed. Give us uh, a follow. Turn on the notifications if you're on an app. And go ahead to give us a five-star review if it is If you're able to, we really appreciate it. And if you want to give us a bad review, go ahead and send it to my DMs. So we'll be obviously we'll be discussing the games in chronological order. So we'll be starting off with the Bruins game. So first impression from this game, uh, I thought the Lightning did a very good job of getting out to an early lead. I thought they did a very good job of once the Bruins woke up, they weathered the storm. And this was a tough game. I thought the young guys really came up big. Obviously, Taylor Radish picking up his first career goal. Um, and, and then just the the supporting cast, Andre Baraboulet, he did he did a lot of good things off the puck. Boris Kachuk did a lot of good things off the puck. Um, Ross Colton did a very good job, four hits on the game. So, you know, there was a lot of, you know, you're not going to see a lot of guys picking up win, uh, points in this game. But you saw a lot of guys doing a lot of good things. Uh, off the puck and and on the defensive side of things and that's what it, what it really came down to as well as helping out Vasilevsky in front of the net uh, and just doing the small things and I think that's what really it really came down to this game and that's what the kind of game that you have to expect from a team like when you, when you play the Boston Bruins is that you're going to have to play a very technically sound game and, and do all the small things correctly because you know we could sit here all day and argue as to whether or not where the Boston Bruins are right now in terms of are they on the decline? Are they still one of the the teams that we should be scared of in the Atlantic Division? And 
I, I mean, I don't think that's really a big factor right now, obviously. But uh, if you look at this game, this was a stereotypical game. And you, you figured it was going to be between these two teams that are rivalry, uh, rivals just because they haven't played each other in so long. So you expected a very high-octane high game, which we did see last time these two teams played was in early March of 2020. Uh, that was a game in which I believe we saw about 94 minutes of penalty time, which is still insane to think about. I remember that game. Um, and that's really – and I spoke about this on the last show where really this was the game that you expected. And I'm talking about the game in 2020 where the Lightning were kind of struggling at that time and that was kind of the, the win that you would expect this team to you know turn around and get on another – massive winning streak and it looked like by all accounts that was going to happen and then not too long after the pandemic happened and everything got shut down so uh, but anyway fast forwarding obviously a couple years later um, really the last time these two teams actually saw each other was in the playoffs which the Lightning for the most part dominated that series Um, but just looking at the numbers Lightning did a very good job of weathering the storm uh, Lightning had 25 shots on goal, where the Bruins had 39, uh, 42% in the faceoff circle for Tampa, where the Bruins almost a shade under 60, which is wild to th- wild to see. Uh, Lightning went 0 for 2 on the power play, 31 hits. Bruins had 33 hits. Lightning had 19 blocks, is where the Bruins had 11, and the Lightning had 13 giveaways, and the Bruins had seven. So obviously there were some things in this game that the Lightning could and should have done better, especially against a team like Boston, who right now is, you know, at the bottom of the division and not 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 so much at the bottom of the division, but, you know, not where you normally expect this team to be. And, and of course, I, I think as the season progresses and it kind of seems that way for this team right now, that things will start to change. Um, Boston is sitting in fifth place right now with 25 points. In the division, that's four behind the Detroit Red Wings who are in fourth. Uh, so, you know, they're not too far off. And obviously, it's it's still very much early in the season where Boston could make up some ground. And we could talk about possibly these two teams being closer and fighting for a certain spot uh, at the end of the year in the division. So really, the things that stuck out to me in this game was just the poise of the Lightning. And I mean, that just comes all with veteran leadership obviously anytime you go into boston it's a it's a very raucous crowd and you know it's it's a daunting tax to go into that building for any team visiting team and win and really the lightning played very well and you know they they weathered the storm the the boston bruins after being down to nothing really did a fantastic job of of really just staying in the game and and really you know there was a time where the Lightning were getting dominated on shots on net, and you really don't want to see that. You really That's not something that really is something that's a recipe for, for winning. But if you look at the periods, it's it's pretty impressive that, you know, at some point in the second period, I really thought that the Lightning were going to go back to their old ways and sort of, I wouldn't say blow this game, but sort of had a, have a collapse of what we've seen uh, in the previous couple of games, uh, especially that collapse that we saw, the 3 nothing collapse against St. Louis. But we didn't see that. You know, yes, Boston came back from two down and to tie things up and send it to OT, which I've been stressing, obviously, that, you know, the Lightning need to start winning games in regulation. And 
all of that. But really, you know what? This is a game where I could look the other way. Uh, Boston, regardless of who's on the ice, uh, even with Brad Marchand out of the lineup with you know, not really having a big-time goaltender in net for the Bruins, you're still going to get a tough game out of them. And really all the Lightning could do is, is like I keep saying and reiterating for the last uh, minute and a half or so, just weather the storm. And they did a fantastic job of that. First period, Boston outshot Tampa 12 to 6. And then in the second, 16 to 7. And, and really, that's just how the story was for the entire game. And even in the third, 10 to 8. Um, so really, just the Lightning were taking, were, were just really wearing down Boston. They, that's really what it came down to. They were just uh, they were just doing the little things well and, and just giving Vasilevsky enough to where he could get there, be settled, uh, jump back in a position after saves. And, and you saw that, especially in OT, which ultimately led to the Stamkos game, t- uh, game winner, which really I want to talk about that real quick because that's obviously, you know, the game winning goal. Um, but it's a goal like that, that if you're a listener of this pod and you're not particularly someone that e is a a lightning fan or b doesn't watch lightning a whole lot um i oftentimes equate steven stamkos's talent to that of alexander ovechkin they they pretty much have the same skill set to a certain extent obviously the numbers sort of tell a different story because of Ovechkin being where he is right now and all, on the all-time list in goals. And really, Stamkos, at this point in his career, isn't going to probably sniff that territory in terms of 700 goals or even 600. But still, if it's moments like this, especially this OT winner, where you look at Steven Stamkos and, and you have to give him props and, and, and realize that He's still one of the top goal scorers in the league. Uh, it's just a matter of if he's able to stay healthy and stay on the ice at, to be able to do all those things that we, we of course, who watch the team on a on a daily basis and, and follow this team on a daily basis, uh, know what he's capable of. And really, you know, that is something that has really kept this team afloat throughout the time that Nikita Kucherov has been away from the team as well as Braden Point's been out. So, uh, you know, we we got to see Stammer keep playing like this. Unfortunately, you, I I always say you never want to hang your hat on one player on this team. But if there's any player on this team that you could trust to win you a game, that's Steven Stamco. So we'll talk about the Philly game in just a little bit. Big win in in Boston. Anytime you beat the Boston Bruins, whether it's at home or on the road, it's a big win. You consider it a big win, regardless of where the two teams are on the standings. It's still a big win, and I can't wait to see how things how things go about in the next game between these two teams. And we'll talk about the Philly game in just a little bit. But first, I want to talk about a couple of today's sponsors, first of which is Indeed. Indeed makes it easier for star applicants to shine with over 135 assessment tests from cooking to coding. Pick what skills are important to you from over 135 assessments and get a clear view of your top talents, abilities, faster assessments make the interview process smoother for everyone talent doesn't need to prove themselves again you could dive deeper into talking about what's important to you with indeed assessments you could reduce hiring time by 12 percent 
man, that's really health. That's real. That's a big handful, especially with everybody trying to get back into the workforce. 12%, according to Indeed data worldwide, get started right now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at indeed.com slash locked on. That's a $75 credit at indeed.com slash locked on indeed.com slash locked on offer valid through December 31st terms and conditions apply need to hire you need indeed and then I want to talk about another one of today's sponsors and that is directtv.stream does this sound familiar you've got one device that lets you catch the game live another that lets you stream your favorite shows you're watching sports highlights on your phone and you've got your neighbors friends log in for the good stuff well I want to tell you about a simple way to get all your entertainment all the entertainment you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream and it brings your TV live and on-demand favorites together like never before so you could watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, there's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and confusion and get your TV together with Direct TV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device for Required content varies by package. All right, moving on to yesterday's game. I honestly didn't watch this game live. I was at a family event, but I was I was I was keeping up with the score. And wow, wow. Uh, <laughs> obviously, on any given night, let's preface this: on any given night especially with the Tampa Bay Lightning. And I've said this numerous times on the pod. They are minus Nikita Kucherov, Braden Point, even Steven Stamkos. They are a team that is very capable of dropping a five spot on you. Any given night, if you if you go out there and sleep on them. Now, if you're a team like the Flyers, who is coming out, who has faced the Tampa Bay Lightning twice in the last two weeks... And is also in the midst of a six-game losing streak, now seven because of Tampa. And you're struggling to score and play defense. Um, the game could get out of hand very quickly, and we saw that by the second intermission. And the thing that I love about the recent play of the Tampa Bay Lightning, and I kind of forgot to mention this in the first segment of the show, was that the thing that is really enjoyable about this team and that is a silver lining to having your stars like Point and Kucherov out is that you get to see what some of the other players who might not be getting as much playing time do. Uh, you're seeing guys like like Bo Kachuk, uh, Taylor Radish, those two guys who both scored their first, their first career goals this past weekend, uh, Taylor Radish in the Boston game, and then Kachuk in this one against the Flyers. And then you saw other players who have been really gotten off to a slow start this year and have started to turn it on. And obviously that one that's most notably is Corey Perry, who I still believe, you know, he has four goals at this point in the season now. I still think we could pencil him in for 25. I I know it might be a little bit of a crazy prediction, but I've been saying this since the offseason, and we've seen it in his recent play over the last couple of weeks, ever since he got that first one off his his back was – Really, I just the way he's he he's playing aggressive, his positioning, um, 
just just the way he's handling the puck, just the level of comfort that you see him have on the ice now. You don't you, you could tell that he's not trying to force things. He's not trying to just he's just trying to go in there and play hockey. And he's just letting his talent take over, and you've seen it. And, and even though he's not scoring on every single shot that he takes, they're high danger quality shots. And and really, what it comes down to is that, you know, no matter how old you are, especially for a guy like Corey Perry, who has been a scorer his entire career, a guy like that, you you give him those type of chances. I would say probably eight eight times out of ten he's going to score. So expect many more goals from from number ten in the future as he continues to play. This is probably the best we've seen Corey Perry play all year, hands down. Um, another one, uh, Matthew Joseph scored in this unassisted a shorthander. I've I've said it from day one. I thought this was going to be a year where Matthew Joseph was really going to take off. We've seen blips of it over the last couple of seasons. Matthew Joseph is I, I like to equate his his play to a prime Carl Haglin. Now for some of you who maybe not have watched Carl Haglin, uh, especially during his early days with the Pittsburgh Penguins as well as his a bulk of his time with the New York Rangers. Carl Haglin was one of those players where he was obviously one of the fastest players in the league, able to play both ways and just able to do a lot of things and cause a headache for for teams especially when they're on the power play and his ability to just go there uh just with his ability to skate and and just his speed really just be a headache and and just really just turn the game on its head with within the matter of seconds and really that's what we saw even though the game was pretty much out of reach at this time when joseph scored his goal on the shorthander i still think that that's really something that's very valuable going forward and and i wouldn't be surprised if if john cooper has told matthew joseph just when you're playing on the pk don't be afraid to play a little aggressive because you have the speed you're a great skater and it's something that you could definitely uh that will we'll let you loose. That's basically what I'm trying to say here in this instance. Uh, in this game, I also forgot to mention when I was talking about Perry, he scored twice in this game. And, and really, now you know he's feeling it. You really know he's feeling it. And this is the kind of this is the kind of game, really, when you look at Corey Perry and, and you've seen what he's done over his past five games. He has four goals and five points. So really... I mean, there's no arguing. He he is just having a really, really, really fantastic couple of uh, last five games. Especially, I mean, if and it, this isn't exactly against low level teams. You're, we're talking about the Minnesota Wild, two games against the Blues, Boston, and Philly. So really, you know, regardless of where we're catching these teams in the season, uh, you couldn't have picked a better time for one of your your vets to get going. And, and I can't wait to see how all these guys play together once, you know, they're a full roster of healthy individuals. And, and really, you have a guy like like Corey Perry. And then you have your young guns like Matthew Joseph and Bo Kuchuk and Taylor Radish. Who, by the way, Taylor Radish has just really through his last couple of games has, has shown that, you know, all that scoring he did in the American Hockey League was no fluke. And that he has the talent to really catapult himself possibly within the next couple of seasons into the conversation of really of really starting to be one of the top young scorers in the league and really if you looked at this game and and we'll we'll end this segment on this is that really you know not only did the lightning go out there and play a very good game 
But on the other side of that, the Flyers were just very unprepared. They just the effort and, and energy was just probably at the level from what I saw when the Lightning played the Kraken. And I, I think that the Flyers saw that because at the time of this recording, it, it has been announced that the Flyers have fired their head coach, Elaine Vigneault. So obviously things are changing in Philadelphia. And but at the same time, the Lightning just have owned the Philadelphia Flyers over the last couple of years. And we've seen that. And I couldn't have thought of any better team in any better way to pick up the franchise's 1000th win. So obviously congratulations to this, to the lightning, obviously, you know, um, it just shows just how good of a, of a ran franchise they are. And it starts from the top and it trickles all the way to the bottom. And when you have a great owner and great GMs and, and, and coaches, and I've said it before, John Cooper is probably one of the most underrated coaches in the national hockey league right now. And, He's finally getting his due, obviously, with his selection to lead Team Canada in the, the Olympics in a couple of months. So, but yeah, um, what what a good way to, to end the weekend. Obviously, the Lightning score power play goal, too. And they went in regulation, so they did everything right. And they, they won the faceoff battle. So really can't argue with anything that they did in this game. Obviously, a lot of their success had to do with just the opposing team just really not showing up for the most part. And but obviously you can't discredit uh, what the Lightning did in this game and all the support they got from all their players on this team. So we'll talk about the re- the schedule for December in just a little bit and the expectations going forward uh, in just a little bit. But first, let's talk about our last two sponsors, one of which the OG sponsor of the show, and that is Built Bar. This holiday season, grab the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, even better than a candy bar. Built Bar, filled with so much holiday goodness, rich with decadent flavor, covered in chocolate, but amazingly low in sh- calories, sugar, net carbs, and fat, and high in protein. You get the both, the best of both worlds, delicious and healthy. So many flavors. You'll have a hard time choosing. Will you have the raspberry or mint brownie, cherry or double chocolate, cookies and cream, or peanut butter brownie? I think those all sound good. I mean, I don't know how you could choose between all of them and single one out, but really just get all of them. And Built Bar gives you that extra fuel you need to bust down those mall doors and battle all the holiday shoppers. Or if it's just you're standing in endless shopping lines, Built Bar can give you that extra something to keep you going. So throw one in your jacket or purse. You never know when you're going to need it because it's the season of peace and love. Don't bring up your favorite Built Bar flavor at the family parties. People are so passionate about these their, their favorite flavor. They'll fight you for it. Things can get out of hand. Don't do it that holiday season, please. Your friends, are you friends with Santa? Well, tell Santa to throw a few Bilt Bars in those stockings these holiday season. With so many flavors, they'd make anyone's Christmas morning a happy one. Want to cozy up with something warm? Here's a holiday secret. Dip your Bilt Bar into a piping hot cup of cocoa. Let it melt a little and give your beverage a bit of that Bilt Bar flavor. Plus, you'll have a nice melty Bilt Bar to go with it. Be sure to have a couple of napkins on hand, of course. Like some of those marshmallow treats around the holidays, you need to get your hands on the Bilt Bar Puffs. They're light, fluffy, marshmallow through and through. Different flavors, all covered in chocolate. Tastes so good, you won't believe they're filled with protein. So go to Bilt.com, use promo code LOCK15, and you'll get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCK15. You'll get 15% off your next order at 
built.com and our last sponsor of the day is bet online bet online has you covered all season with more props odds and lines than ever before as football season continues to their march towards the playoffs bet online remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season head to their new updated desk desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit just see their promo code locked on to receive your bonus from basketball football nhl boxing and ufc right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. BetOnline, where the game starts. And just wrapping things up on today's episode, of course, we'll be discussing the schedule for the rest of 2021. Isn't that crazy just how time flies? It, it seems really like yesterday that we were discussing the 2020 playoffs. And here we are talking about the last of 2021 in the schedule, which is just wild to think about and just how time flies when you're having fun, of course. So let's take a look. If you want to follow with me, go on to the schedule. Um on lightning uh, on nhl.com backslash lightning de- slash schedule so lightning off to a good start for the month of december thus far winning their first two against the blues obviously and the boston bruins and ot and then absolutely annihilating the flyers last night which is i mean those words are just a chef's kiss uh and then Really, you know, the best part about that is that you get the first, in my opinion, you really get the first two difficult ones out of the way in terms of this 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 road trip that the Lightning are going on right now. Um, they're going to work their way up to Canada this week, of course. They got Montreal tomorrow night, Toronto, and Ottawa. And if the Lightning come out of that two out of three, I, I think that's a win. Um, I, I think that obviously Montreal and Ottawa aren't, aren't exactly teams that when you look at them right now at this point in the season, they're, they aren't teams that scare me. Obviously the lightning played Ottawa and came out on top of that one. But if you look at, you know, in their last meeting against Toronto, it didn't do so hot, but Montreal is a very winnable game that that organization right now is all out of sorts and they just fired their GM. Mark Bergeron is gone. So, you know, they don't have their top players either. And Carrie Price obviously is still out. So the Lightning are on a roll. There's really no excuse to lose this game unless you go out there and lay an egg uh, like the Flyers did last night. So really, you know, you got the Canadians this week, Toronto, which I think is going to be a fantastic, fantastic game, given that these two teams are in the top of the division and, and really, you know, could potentially be a playoff uh, matchup down the line uh and then you have ottawa who like i said really not not a team that is just really going to go out there and give you a hard time obviously you have to go out there and still play and do all the right things and then next week you got the kings ottawa and then really the tough matchup a couple of tough matchups on the road and that's where we kind of get that west coast trip going you got colorado nine o'clock game next saturday so you know, two Saturdays from now, excuse me. So, you know, hopefully you got some coffee up for that. Uh, and then we got Vegas on the 21st, 10 o'clock game on Tuesday, which Vegas is a very interesting team because they have so much talent. They're just very 
hard to play against because of just they're just big. They're just a big team. And the Lightning have struggled in the past with big teams. Obviously, we've seen that a couple of years ago. And we saw it, you know, mostly, I mean, really the biggest team I think the Lightning have played this year was probably Florida in terms of size. So it'll be interesting to see how they they fare against Vegas. And then you got Arizona, who really at this point is just they're they're just you know they've they've already decided that they're going to try and mail it in for the rest of the year and get that number one pick and then they the lightning round up the the year with a game against montreal at home on the 28th florida in at the panthers on the 30th and then they ran and then they finish off the year with a game at home against the New York Rangers. So obviously, you know, you got two teams that are very good playing very good hockey right now to, you know, really end the year on a good note, which both those games could go either way. Um, So it's going to be interesting to see where the lightning are at that point, uh, because, as we know with this team, they could play very well, like we've seen over the last couple of games, or we could see them just really struggle to get things going, which is really the frustrating thing because we know how talented they are. So if they're playing the right way, if, if we see this team continue to play well, like we did over this past weekend towards the end of the month, I think we're going to have a very good end to 2021. So definitely keep an eye out for that. And of course, we will preview those games as we get a little closer to that. And please, once again, I humbly ask you to like and subscribe to this podcast. Follow us wherever podcasts are distributed. That means iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, wherever they're pumping out podcasts, we are on there. So go ahead and subscribe. And if you follow us on an app based streaming platform go ahead and turn the notifications on so as soon as the newest episode drops you'll be notified and be able to download it uh so go ahead and do that as well as follow us on our social media pages lo underscore lightning on twitter as well as locked on underscore lightning on instagram and give me a follow on twitter at locked on under uh excuse me at danky dank d-n-k-y-d-a-n-k and we'll check back with you tomorrow to preview t- the game in montreal against the montreal canadians a rematch of last year's stanley cup final so in the meantime that's been it for today's episode of locked on lightning part of the locked on podcast network i'm your host adam Baker. i'll talk to you in the next one